You are now listening to Hex Grid Heroes Podcast Network. For sci-fi, Pokemon, high fantasy, or horror, check us out wherever you get podcasts and online at hexgridheroes.com. Spending the night in a quaint inn, our group took care of some purchases and some gear acquisition before heading back out onto the plains headed towards the jungles to the south. Uh, but travel began with difficulty because Brasha, your mount was uh, so enamored with the snow that it was just impossible for you to get your uh, get it under control. So with a quick alteration, Brasha is now uh, riding behind Rhapsody, arms wrapped around her waist. Uh, Addie is a uh, on her own mount, Eddie Star is uh, guiding the wayward woolly ped by the reins while she's on top of her pachycephalosaurus. And Occam is uh, running slightly behind on foot because uh, he doesn't trust living people, apparently. Uh, you make good time, and by sunset, the uh, frozen snowy plains make way to a mucky kind of marsh next to uh, the tree line of this jungle. You can feel the difference of heat, the difference in heat as you uh, start to approach, and that's why it's kind of mucky right here. And uh, that's where we're at right now. Snow-capped canopy of the jungle looming above and as far as the eye can see to the east and west. You are arriving at dusk. Why don't, why don't I trust people? It was just a cheap shot about not trusting people and animals. I mean... They're not all going to be slam dunks, Sean. I'm sorry. Uh, I, can... <laughs> I, I, I would have got it if you said if you didn't trust the animals. Yeah, Akim, you were, you were running. Yeah, you you chose to go on foot because you're like, I move just as fast as an eight-legged woolly animal. Mm -hmm. I run just as fast as a dinosaur. I'm as fast as a magical lizard. Uh, so you were, you were hoofing it. Uh, so it took you a little... You were no more than a pace or two behind the rest of them because uh, you needed to uh, find your footing maybe a little better than something designed for this kind of travel. But this is where you're at. Yeah. Uh, you are now outside on the outskirts of the Euroke jungle. You're okay too, Don. God damn it. It's right there. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have that. Again. I'm gonna have that song stuck in my head all this entire time now. Like, what the fuck? It's right there. How did I not see it? Anyway, uh, <laughs> Addie is on top of her uh, pachycephalosaurus, and she's got the uh, the woolly ped, uh, the reins really tight, right up alongside her. And uh, if you look at her, she's she's kind of got a bit of a nervous look about her as she's trying to restrain these animals, and uh, she kind of hush whispers to the three of you it's been ages since i've traveled this far south this is this is gonna be a little tricky uh there's no way we're gonna be able to navigate that labyrinth on these animals and the wallyped's definitely gonna die within a day from the heat well i if i remember correctly the commander told us we were supposed to get this far with the animals and then they would find their own way back home. Uh, yes, uh, and I agreed to uh, assist you, but that was kind of an escort job. But I've been having such a fun time with you all that I I don't think I, I want to leave just yet. 
Well, does your stain stop the animals from being able to find their way back? Well, no, not entirely. I have trained them well over the years. If if it's all right with you, I'll continue along and send these back to Badzion if they can make it. I have no issue with it, and I suppose since I'm in charge, the others have no issue with it. <laughs> uh, she's gonna smile at this. Uh, the the uh, the consternation on her face is gone. I I thought I was gonna have to leave you, but these animals. They're just going to have to fend for themselves for a bit. Akim, help me unload these beasts. All right. And uh, <laughs> Addy will dismount and uh, start uh, uh, stripping these animals of all the uh, the barding uh, that they were. Yeah, that's the word. All the barding that they were wearing. She'll take the saddle bags and kind of lash them around her chest and waist like uh, uh, bandoliers. That's <laughs> just. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. You sure? <laughs> you sure you got all that? I can carry quite a lot, and I will bear all of this on our travels, but don't hesitate to take them. This rifle here will come in quite handy with the sting bats. <laughs> can I make them? I take it that's a life sign? Oh, no, I don't have that. Never mind. Uh, um, before we get oh, to that, I haven't bat. heard... Yeah, uh, Brasha, how are you doing right now? Um, licking my proverbial wounds. I'm just quietly uh, <laughs> helping unpack and okay. got his leg way up in the air, bent over. <laughs> uh, well, I should say you guys are all standing in about a uh, ankle deep bit of mud slush right now, so it may not be the best time to try and clean yourself sitting down. But uh, Brasha, proverbial wounds. Your your proverbial wounds uh, remain untainted by the mud. Uh, do you have mysticism, Brasha? <laughs> I kind of doubt it. No, I do not. Okay, do any of you have mysticism? I do. I do. Okay, give me a mysticism I, check. I think I do. Yes, I okay. do. Well, I know okay. I do because that's a religion thing. Mm-hmm. Ow. A 23. Come, okay. Come hit the dice box. Come, come hither so that I don't fucking huck a thing on the ground. 15. Okay, and uh, Rhapsody, what did you get? 23. Okay, uh, you, you, you beat it. Uh, <laughs> DC 11. So a sting bat is a, uh, a small pale gray furred creature uh, native to the uh, jungles of Castroville, but they've kind of uh, been transplanted throughout the pack worlds. They prefer forest environments. They uh, go by another name called the Kalkariki. By, uh, that's the their vocalizations. I don't really feel like... Well, I'll just do it. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, so Kalkariki <laughs> is the, uh, the kind of uh, the, the, the cry these animals make and that's they've just been called that's what they're called now. Uh, they only... Yep. Uh, thank you. I couldn't tell if that was Sean or Eric because uh, I'm looking at a, a stat block right now. But uh, very good job. Uh, yeah, other people do it like, and I don't feel like doing that for the next hour. Uh, 
I'll just soundbite that thing I did and copy. Yeah, it. yeah, I'm definitely just gonna steal yours. So, uh, so the technical term that you you won't be able to avoid it, but by their sound, Kaukariki are uh, frugivores, but they're uh, they 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 will make do with meat if they have to. Uh, they're just called sting bats uh, across the pack worlds because while they look like little monkeys, they got uh here. Let me. I know I've shared this uh, offline, but in case uh, anyone else has forgotten, uh, sting like bats. Fruit. Yeah, basically, well, fruit bat monkeys. Uh, <laughs> they got with a real stinger. sting with stingers. Yeah, they have a long tail with a blade, and uh, just before the blade. Um, with that 23 uh, Rhapsody, you'll know that these things carry uh, a venom. They have a venom in their tail attack. <laughs> and uh, it's it's not caused by their body, but by the uh, the fruit and veg that they eat in their surroundings. So uh, watch out for the tail. It's like... Um, there are a bunch of lizards that do that. Where they're only poisonous because of what they eat. Yep. Yep, and uh, these things—they're—they're uh, they're small. They're—they—they uh, they travel in little troops of three to eighteen. I don't think I'm going to throw eighteen at you, uh, <laughs> but they—they they do have a, a fly speed. They—they uh, they have a clumsy fly speed, so that you know it's kind of just like a squirt um, sugar glider sort of thing, leaping from tree to tree. They can kind of glide for a little bit. Are they particularly intelligent, or are they basically just animals? They are magical beasts with a intelligence of a minus two. So, no, they are not intelligent. They are little pests. Mm, that's that's more intelligent than animals, though, because animals would be minus four. Okay, they are uh, slightly smarter than your average animal. They're as smart as a really dumb person. Yes, they are. Uh, yep, they are a small magical beast. With your 23, you basically unlocked everything there. Uh, her 23. Her 23, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, they they have a, a Kaukariki Venom. It's going to be a Fortitude save. And um, they they just prowl the things. You can't hear them now that that dusk has set in. And uh, as Addy just finishes, like, lashing the last belt loop <clears throat> in, uh, she'll go to each of the animals and give each of them a smart whack on the rump. And they'll just start charging north. Uh, I would like to do something uh, if this creature was brought up. Sure. Um, I would like to communicate with my ship. Okay. And search my audio banks uh, for a Kaukariki warning cry. Okay. Uh, when you uh, go to access your data pad to uh, summon up uh, Karina... You just get white noise back. Cheap. Okay. So I will set my um, uh, helmet up then to do passive recording uh, during this time. So uh, Addie will see you kind of punching into your data pad and uh, nothing really happening. She's going to go up. Uh, I don't have to do that anymore. I'm LinkedIn. Okay. Well, Addie is going to ignore your LinkedIn account. And walk up to you and say, uh, that's the one? Okay. <laughs> She'll say, um, Akim, uh, if you're going to try to do any sort of communication with your ship, uh, these these trees have a, a natural kind of 
blanketing effect where signal's very difficult to come by. I was just looking to see if I could find anything to scare off uh, these sting bats, but uh, if I can get the recording of one, maybe. Well, maybe. that rifle and Rhapsody's sword should do quite nicely to deter anyone attacking us. That's fair enough. I might go a bit slower with this, but we're all on foot now, so... Uh, and I'll, he'll reach up on one of her saddlebags and pull the Karina, or Karina the gun down. Okay. The Sonic Street Sweeper, right? Yep. Okay. The, the cone one. Mm-hmm. Yep, that'll be... That'll do quite nicely. Um, now, before we continue too far, it is dark, and we should make camp, but as a, as a rule of thumb, in the, you're okay... Now I can't say it without... God damn it. <laughs> Once in the jungle, it's very unwise to make camp on the forest floor as nocturnal beasts will be able to pick us off and come and go like ghosts. Okay. So, we sleep in the trees? Precisely, Rhapsody. Uh, I have a cable line here, but Akim, your, your portals... And she'll kind of, you're standing outside the jungle still, but she's going to point up a ways to uh, some large branches that could definitely support, uh, support your weight. These are, these are big, just think big jungle trees, Tarzan style. She'll point that out. Now our tents are designed to lash into the tree trunk itself where we won't have any fear of falling out. But unfortunately, uh, Rhapsody, I don't know how much cuddling we'll be able to get to that high up. And she's kind of blush as she says this uh, under her breath. So, uh, can you get the portal up there? I think is what the woman is asking. Uh, how how big are these branches? Uh, What's the diameter of the branch? Let's call it a good five feet. Oh, okay, then yeah. yeah. Just then... Mechan- mechanically, you'd be able to traverse this jungle... Uh, at a certain layer uh, above okay. the ground. Okay, then yeah, as long as it's within like 140 feet, I think it is, uh, I can I can pop a portal on anything that's five feet wide, so. Okay, yeah, uh, they're about 50, 60 feet. Uh, the good branches are a good 50, 60 feet up. It's, I've never been to a jungle personally, but it's that kind of thing where uh, oh, the branches are fucking huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're going to be uh, quite large. And uh, Addie's going to turn to Brasha. Brasha, you you carry daggers, don't you? Uh, yes, a few. <clears throat> I'm going to need you to keep those handy. If any of us are infected, or uh, if any of us are... Yeah, infected. If, if, if any of us are struck by these sting bats, your blade may be the best way to remove the venom before it can take root. Do you understand? <clears throat> yes, I I think I do. Now, has anyone experience in sucking venom out of a wound? <laughs> <laughs> I tried not to laugh at <laughs> No, you're fine. Addie's, Addie is blushing really hard at this. She's just kind of fidgety. He's like, it's it's the only way these this venom isn't immediately deadly, but be prepared if I'm unable to tend to your wound, you're gonna need to 
become comfortable with making an incision on the sting location and extracting it. <laughs> no, uh, it it actually to some degree works. Um, so no, you know what I okay. when, when I planned this idea, uh, I legit thought like, am I going to say this and Sean is going to be uh, well, Don actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's not not real knowledgeable about medical stuff most of the time. Oh, like oh, cool. I, I I grew up with a, a a poison and sting kit in the house, and I I did go to Cubs. I was in the Boy Scouts, so I know a little bit about this. You that... need to place the tourniquet on first yep. to help slow yep. the spread. <laughs> now, are there uh is there photographic evidence of this Boy Scout career? If you still uh, have the uniform. Asking for a friend of yours. Anymore. Um like I I got to be what's it called? Weeblos. And then that's when I stopped going. Because uh as far as uh Hexgrid Heroes, Triaxian Knights canon goes, uh Tracy likes a man in uniform. <laughs> yeah. I, I I would nowhere near fit. And, I think that kind of adds to the I don't no, know why like I would have to break my arms to get into it. Like, <laughs> I've got his mom's number. I, I, I've got his mom's number. If you want to uh, call her up and see if you can get pictures, Sean. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Uh, I'm good with people's moms. Uh... <laughs> Out of context, that sounds terrible. But if you're a listener of the podcast I'm in, you'll get the reference. Uh, anyway, maybe back to the the. the... <laughs> bullshit that <laughs> this is devolved into. Uh, Eddie is like blushing furiously uh, about this, so if anyone has a, a small blade, uh, Rhapsody, your your sword, I'm, I'm sure you're quite proficient with making precision cuts, but if it comes down to it, we're gonna need to remove the venom. Yeah, I have a survival knife and a laser drill. Ooh, laser drill work too. <laughs> the laser drill might take out the whole of the arm. Well, actually, that laser that drill stops the venom, though. I, I, the way I thought of the laser drill is like it does such little damage. Like I thought of it little more than the size of like a little uh, what do you, what are the things that you make creme brulee with? Just a little, just a little torch. <laughs> oh yeah, it's little. Oh yeah, standing, but it can cut through metal. Well, you'll be careful. <laughs> Stick with your survival knife. I have a hygiene. And kit. you have three arms to spare, so. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. Okay, uh, and then. <laughs> I also have a hygiene kit, which probably has a. Well, oh, it might not have a razor. No, hygiene kit's more like uh, shampoo, soap bars, and shaving kits, deodorant. Mm. Well, yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. What he's saying is the shaving kit would have a reason. Oh, but, okay. Like I'm a, as a Kasatha, I don't think I grow hair, so I might. I have, grow I have the medicine head. skill if we need it. By the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I just want to everyone to be clear going in. These things could be a threat. Uh, give you a heads up. So at this, uh, at <clears throat> Rhapsody, not Rhapsody. Addie is uh, looking to the north as her uh, beast fade into distance as you guys are talking about uh, sucking venom. And she'll uh, hoist up her pack, lash everything, give everything one more quick, just final tug, 
and uh, start stomping through the muck into the uh, tree line. Uh, as we're like kind of about to go into the tree line, <clears throat> uh, Brasha will say, um, Eddie, if it's possible to sleep in these tree branches, couldn't we also traverse through the jungle through the tree branches? Absolutely, Brasha. There, if if we so wanted, we could hop up there and just go amongst the things. But during the day, it becomes a little more treacherous being that high up because that's when the steam bats are in force. I was thinking we traverse a little bit into the into the forest now while it's quiet. Make camp around a couple trees, and then once we hit uh, first light, we uh, drop down to the floor where the, uh, like I said, the nocturnal animals won't be prowling the floor. Do you have a fear of heights? No, no, I was uh, simply thinking that uh, this mire we're wading through might slow our travels if we could go through the treetops. It might be quicker even. Uh, once we get a little ways into the forest itself, it'll start to dry out. It's the 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 border of the jungle versus the the slushy plains kind of creates a weird effect. This 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 muck won't be the entire way through. It gets quite dry and stable once we get in. Very well. Uh, you know this area better than I do. Just thought uh, I would ask. No, that's that's very good, Brasha. I haven't been down this way in some time, but training at the garrison, they they taught us jungle survival tips. Um. Akim, do you think you could get us high up now? Yeah, yeah it looks like there's plenty of thick branches up there. And I'll do the full round uh, portal, because I don't feel like hurting myself right now. And, and uh, remind me again, what does it look like when you <clears throat> pop your portals? It's been a little uh, bit. They're opaque, so they, they, they block vision. Um, but I imagine they're uh, kind of just like so distortive like with the sort of same effect where it's almost like refractiveness but it's just mm -hmm. like layered over and over and over and over into like a 2D plane almost that uh, oh, okay. that uh, you just can't really see through it kind of like okay, fogged cool. glass but fogged almost 100% okay very cool so yeah you, you pop the portal down here, one appears uh, at one of the branches above. And I will guide everyone through so they don't accidentally pop off the side of the log. Okay. Uh, you guys all pop out and pop back. <clears throat> no, you pop in and pop back out, and you are above looking far down. Uh, it is now basically pitch black in here. Uh, what's everyone's vision's uh, status looking like right now? I don't know what the Patra have, but I do know Androids have dark vision. Uh, Patra also have dark vision, sixty feet. Perfect. Kasafa do not, but I've got a flashlight. Okay. Uh, Addy is a human. She doesn't have dark vision either, so uh, she will be relying on that. Uh, do none of your Solarians? Do any of you have glowy weapons? Uh, like there's little lights on Karina, but it's not. Yeah. It, it's like you could see where Karina is, yeah. but not like. But Rhapsody, you have a sonic sword, right? I do. Yeah. I have a sonic sword. Okay. So, okay. Uh, go fast. 
<laughs> yep. So uh, you guys are now in the tree up in the trees. It's quiet, just deathly silent, but it's warm as hell in here. And uh, those of you wearing uh, techie kind of armor will kind of get a notification to uh, engage. Actually, almost all armor has some sort of tech involved. Uh, you get a little alert that uh, conditions here are a little warmer than normal. It is just humid as fuck here. So uh, going through here, you can. there's going to be uh, checks along the way to avoid any sort of non-lethal damage from the heat and the humidity. Now I have the thermal regulator on my shield. Yes, yeah. so yours yeah. will deplete uh, slower than everyone else's. But the way it works is you can travel the level of your armor, the number of days equal to the level of your armor. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I say that right? Okay. This just says yeah. that it um, reduces the severity of dangerous temperatures by two steps for me. Mm-hmm. So for, yeah, so for you, you don't feel any change at all. It's it's all room temp for you. But uh, the other two, uh, the other three rather, uh, it's 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 hot. It's muggy uh, up here. You know, this high up, it's a little better than what it was when you first walked in, and uh, the. I don't think I need to do a perception for this. This jungle, the the entire world's in the middle of a long winter right now. Uh, But this jungle, the the upper canopy gets covered in the snow and it kind of creates like a a greenhouse gas effect where it just traps all the heat in. So it's, it's, it feels close. I don't know if any of you have been in like a forest, deep forest, kind of hot. Yeah. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Just that, like it's, after a while, it's a little difficult to breathe, but uh, there you are, up in the tree. Uh, Addy starts uh, popping tents and then lashing them to the trunk, just digging blades into there. Uh, the sleeping bags will go hang up there. Uh, I will... I don't suppose desert clothing would be helpful here. Or never mind, that's not even in my bag. That's on my ship. Uh, and no, it would not. Desert would not. <laughs> So I'm, I'm guessing the way these things are strung, it's kind of like we're sleeping in hammocks. Basically, yeah, that's that's a that's actually the best way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's stringing them up, and the the she's you know going around and securing each of them. Just that extra strength she has, she's just tugging it into the flesh of these trees to make sure no one no one rolls out and falls to their death. So, uh, and once the tents are up, she'll look to the three of you. And you guys aren't all on the same tree. She had to kind of, you know, you know. Let me just do a. Okay, fourteen on the die. Her bonus to athletics is crazy. She's she's a born athlete. She'll uh, pull out a cable line, swing it up, lash it to a branch above. So there's a kind of a, a rope between the two different trees. Um, does anyone need to rest first? I think one of us that can see in the dark versus one of us that can't for each shift. Is that okay with you? Makes sense. I'm not particularly strained. If you all need to rest first, I can go first. Well, I can. you had to run on foot. Are you sure you wouldn't like first break? I'm, I've got quite a good cardiovascular system, so I'm not particularly strained. If you want to take first, I don't mind doing it either way. She sees your forearms. Yes, I imagine you would. Uh, very well. Um, that means, uh, Rhapsody, you'll need to turn in. But uh, 
Wait, so who has it? Brasha? Yeah, and Rhapsody. Brasha, okay, so Brasha and Rhapsody, uh, you know, amongst you, choose who's gonna stay up with Akim? I wasn't the one uh, who had to drive the animals all day. I, I can stay up for first shift. All right, then it is decided. Okay, Eddie's gonna go to uh, her tent, seal herself up, zip in, and uh, oh, you know what? Before I guess she has to take off our, all her armor pieces. That's what uh, I asked. <laughs> I, I have to shut my armor to sleep. Uh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there is a feat. No, wait, no, that's Pathfinder. Um, I'm almost certain you have to, especially heavy armor. So yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. she'll, she'll before she goes into hers, she'll spend the minute uh, doffing her armor and then helping you out of yours, kind of like standing next to you and like putting her hand uh, on your back as you uh, like, like you don't like taking off your shoes on one foot. This is a bad place to just <laughs> huck armor off. So she's standing next to you, uh, guiding, just holding her arm out while you take off uh, your armor, and then she'll start to take off hers. All right. Yeah, I imagine this is a trick getting in and out of armor this high up. Yep. <clears throat> I don't suppose anybody has a cryo weapon. Mm, oh. No, everything I have is, uh, well, I have a sword and then I have a sonic sword and I have a little sonic gun. And all I have is an analog bow, sword, and net, I'm afraid, <laughs> Akim. I have some lasers. Nah. If you're, I have the opposite of cold. If you're worried about uh, the temperature, I can't sleep with my shield. You can use it to help keep you cooler. Oh, that's nice. I was just wondering. <laughs> just don't drop it. Uh, you should probably hold on to it. <laughs> Wind's over. I look up, try and see how far away the canopy is. Um, you're, you're, you're a little less than halfway up. So it's still another good 60 to 70 feet up. These are very, this is a very old, very large jungle. Lean back and just like. Is there a clear shot up to the canopy? Um, I mean, think, think you're in a jungle forest. There are branches. If you, are you asking if you can climb all the way up to the canopy? No, I'm asking if there's a clear shot. Uh, no, there's, you don't, so you look up and it's, that you don't have dark vision, so uh, you get a, you don't see, sorry? I have a flashlight. I want to know if I can literally just sh try and shoot some snow off the roof of the... Oh, yeah, the okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's, you're completely covered. You look up, it's just dark, you shine your flashlight up, you see branches uh, up a ways, you see more branches you see it start to get more leafy higher up but then you just see a, just a blanket of that but you know that would be the canopy so yeah if you were just to you could throw a stick you could yeah if you're trying to shake loose or you're trying to just shoot a hole in the canopy so you can see the sky above I was, like you know how like when it rains and like <clears throat> you like even barely touch a fucking branch and just fucking down. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Is that I what you're wanting? I was going to do that with snow. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It'll be cooler. 
yeah. If yeah, and if you want, you know, you can pull out any gun. You know, you just you don't even have to hit the leaves. You just aim for the smaller branches and do that exact thing. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, what weapon are you going to use? <laughs> fucking Sheeran Eye Rifle, because it's the only... Uh, it's the only <laughs> long-range physical weapon I have. Okay. So, alright. Yeah, you, you pull it out. You uh, draw a bead. Give me a ranged attack. Okay, and I do do the thing where I don't take a shit ton of negatives for firing it. Uh, that's 16 on the die. I think I get plus 3. It was a little higher yeah. than a DC of five, because that's usually what a blank spot is, because it's a small branch. You hit it. Uh, you brace yourself up against the the tree. You you beat it. You draw. You follow along the tree trunk all the way up, and you fire. And a shot rings out in this very deathly quiet jungle, and just snow just starts plop, plop. And it's not snowflakes. This is. Like, piles of snow start to just clump and it starts to just pelt you from above. I'll portal near some, pick it up and like pile it into a little pile on the branch near the where we're taking watch. Okay, so uh, on this branch you have a pile of snow. Are you going to make a snowman? No, I'm just going to like every once in a while grab some. Just kind of rub it on your face and arms cool off sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, at this, uh, you, when you I have, fire... I have to be able to... Um, the, Oh, sorry. Um, it was asked in chat, uh, couldn't Akim have just made a portal to shake his snow off? I have to have... Currently, I can't just pop my portals in, like, sh shitty areas or up in the air. I actually have to have something five feet wide to put them on. Oh, okay. As oh, well gotcha. as... Um, I have to be able to see where they're going. So I couldn't make a portal like up to the canopy because I can't see it. So if you were in a building and you you couldn't just make a portal on the other side of a wall? No, that's why I have a drill. Of course it is. I was wondering why you even had a fucking laser drill. That's right. You wanted a peephole. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, uh, Akin, when you fire off this shot, you see, maybe you don't see, but uh, uh, Addy definitely uh, wasn't expecting a sniper rifle shot and her entire tent just kind of shakes wildly Akim is everything okay, okay? and she's I throw a snowball at, the, at her tent yeah okay yeah as, as she's fine. opening as she's unzipping it you hit her full in the face with a snowball <laughs> yeah a little thank you for the shower Akim uh, maybe warn us before you fire such a loud shot be on the lookout, you two. There's there's not much that goes around the treetops at this time of night, but things below may be hunting but us Malcolm just woke up everything in the treetops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, if it didn't scare them away, they're probably stupid. She just looks at you. You don't have dark vision, so you can't see. But she just gives you a look and zips it right back up. It's just you just hear kind of muffled grumbling from behind uh, the <laughs> sleeping bag, and uh, so yeah, Brasha and Akim, you have first watch. I'm gonna take a little time and attach my flashlight to my rifle. Okay, give me an engineering check. Do -do. Engineering is one. So okay. 
That's a 15. Okay, yeah. You're able to, uh, you know, if you don't have tape of your own, there's branches and vines and all that. You can easily lash it to it, no problem at all. Prox uh, is adjusting his uh, gear so that his his two knives are easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, he just has his laser pistol out kind of um, on his lap as he's sitting down, and he's kind of playing with these three rings that he has on his right hand, just kind of uh, spinning them around his hand, or around his fingers. Okay. Uh, real quick, are, is there any magic? Is there Are those magic rings at all? No. Okay. So that's how you guys pass first portion. You guys want to talk or anything? Mm. <clears throat> Actually, uh, you I, know what? I, I'll, I'll kind of prompt this. Uh, Rasha, right now, uh, your your custodian is uh, zipped up and uh, encased in a sleeping bag. Uh, another large woman is also sleeped up kind of zipped away do you have any uh inclination to maybe make a run for it while they're sleeping i mean you would just need to subdue or dispatch uh akim um not really Uh, i'm on good enough terms with akim and if he's friends with them like he was told that he would be brought to justice but so far that's been uh loot this robot while we don't look (laughs) <laughs> and we'll pay for your room and board mm-hmm. at this house that or this uh hotel that we've got. So far justice doesn't seem all that bad from his standpoint. Okay. And uh, so. Rhapsody did say last session that um she told you if you aided them in their quest, uh was it time served, Tracy is kind of what you said? Yeah, basically I told him that if he aids us in the quest that she will like except that kind of like payment for the fine he would otherwise receive. Okay. So, okay. You're yeah. sitting there. Uh, just, I just kind of wanted to, you know, get your feelings of how Brosh is feeling about all this. So you're content in your, uh, uh, yeah. uh anyone who's not a friend of Abadar core is fine with him and mm-hmm. making a second giant enemy of the Iomedian Navy, <laughs> not on his to-do list right now. Okay. But uh, I, for the most part, for this watch, I'm kind of just keeping an eye out because mm-hmm. uh, I know that <clears throat> Occam doesn't have dark vision, so I'm trying to focus on keeping watch. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think my eye rifle has like a night vision scope or anything. I'll double check. Uh, I'm almost certain it doesn't because that's like a that's a whole item that you have to spend money on to have it on there and I think I just threw a mundane rifle on that enemy that you had looted it off of but uh, your 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 flashlight you know you are you sitting are you standing are you pacing Uh, I'm sitting I'm sitting on one of the branches okay so while Brosh is kind of looking around you'll occasionally pull out your rifle turn on the flashlight shine it around into the branches uh, the branches, the ground below. Okay. Uh, like, I don't imagine, because it's only got a 20 feet 
20 foot range of like helpful light but yep. i imagine like creatures with uh reflective eyes will still yep. kind of precisely like, that'll light up so. okay yeah yeah you you shine it around and uh yeah you don't really see anything during your watch it's it's quiet very quiet uh when you when you fired your rifle before there was a there was rustling going on around but uh it seems just hot quiet and your your watch passes uh without incident rub some more snow on me before i go to bed <laughs> okay uh is brasha gonna partake in any snow bath uh no thank you <laughs> akim likes his comforts okay so yeah uh the the night goes on uh you guys can swap out. Uh, it's still middle of the night at this point. Go over and like kick, kick at the end opening of uh, Rhapsody's tent. Right. Time to switch. Did you just kick me, darling? No, I didn't <laughs> kick you. I kicked any of you. <laughs> Oh, like, 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 just like gently, like, like the poking with the with the front of the foot. You have four just, arms, but you kicked her. <laughs> she's just playing with you. Yeah, she'll crawl out of the tent and start getting her armor back together. Uh, Brasha will go and kind of paw at the outside of Addy's tent. Okay, and uh, a sword comes through the. No, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> she, she wakes up. She unzips herself. Uh, Brasha, how did it go? Did you see anything? Hmm. Almost unnaturally quiet, I would say. It is a little unnerving. These, you'd think there'd be more creatures out and about, but it's the floor that you need to worry about. There's some truly terrifying things at night. But, um... Here, you can just take my sleeping bag. It's already warm <laughs> for you. And she starts uh, uh, applying, uh, strapping on her armor pieces. Oh, good. So, I would hate to uh, be too cool in this jungle. <laughs> so what I've heard is that Addy came out unzipped and then strapped on. Yes. <laughs> as I said it, uh, I realized what I said. And then I, as you said that, I realized what I said about the warmed up sleeping bag. So, <laughs> I'm. I grew up in the Midwest. I'm not used to fucking jungle weather. Um, so she'll pop out. Uh, maybe unzip it all the way so it can air out some, and uh, she'll take the cable line and just kind of swing over to where uh, Rhapsody's perched on her tree branch. Yeah, Rhapsody will get her armor. On and grab her shield and find a place that she can get the best view from, I guess. You know, see mm-hmm. see the most. Yep. Uh, so where you guys are at, these tree branches are kind of like the last, or the, from the ground, they're some of the first big branches that can hold you. There's not a whole lot of branches beneath you. So you have more or less a clear shot at uh, everything beneath you. There's not uh, any foliage. You have to kind of like look around or anything. So you have as best a vision as you're going to get from this vantage point. 
Well, I think Rhapsody is is curious about these creatures that prowl the ground. She doesn't. She's not going to go like down there and stand there and just get an up close view. But she's going to mm-hmm. see if she can catch sight of stuff. Okay. Uh, give me a perception check. Da, 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 da. Uh, math. A nineteen. Uh, yeah, from I did not roll well. Uh, as you as you look down, kind of pawing along the the, the floor, you do see uh, a bit of a glow coming from a source, and it just seems to be slowly moving across the floor, uh, the forest floor. Uh, it's it hasn't taken notice of you, but you just see it, and uh, Addie will see that you're kind of zoned in on this one spot. What do you see, Rhapsody? Mm. It glows a little. Whatever mm. it is. And uh, she's going to dig out of one of the bags uh, her binoculars and hand them to you. Alright, so is that another check? or? Yeah, yeah, just a plus one. Uh, a circumstance thing. 22. Okay. You see a uh, quadrupedal animal uh, slowly. You see that this glow is coming from a spot. It's uh, it's moving around. It's kind of climbing uh, the lower branches, the, the debris of the thing. It's not just dirt down there. There's, you know, fallen trees that is kind of climbing up and climbing over. And, uh, through the binoculars and with your uh, dark vision, you're able to get a glimpse of this as this uh, thing is emanating a source of light. You see uh, a four-legged wolf-like creature with quill-like fur all the way uh, all up and down its uh, body. And this glow is coming from its uh, throat area. All right. Uh, that like a life science? That will or... be another mysticism. Another mysticism. Okay, that's good. I have far more mysticism. <laughs> good. Uh, thirteen plus five is eighteen, I believe. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, and uh, Adiel, she won't even, you know, need to take a second look at it. Oh, that's a that's a Tashtari. Looks rather fierce. Yes, another creature that's at home in jungles. And while Don pulls up the info for it. <laughs> uh, yes, they're they're largely nocturnal. They they kind of give themselves away at night, but they're kind of the top dog here, uh, if you'll forgive the wordplay. Uh, they're also native to Castrovel, but people seem to just like taking these monsters, setting them loose in a jungle and seeing how they do. That, that glowing bit you see there, that is its photoenergetic node. It has a, an ability to, well, have a burst of energy come forth out of its mouth, not unlike a dragon, actually. That's actually pretty cool. Yes. Never uh, heard of anybody to tame one of those? Tame, no. Uh, they are 
like I said, they are quite fierce on their own, but poachers and scientists, uh, well, scientists send out poachers, and but poachers can make a good amount of money by hunting them and harvesting not only that node, but the the membrane within and the the, the filament there just they'll just kill it and harvest this this spot and it can be uh, quite useful in biotechnology hmm. well I have no real desire to kill the thing it's not harming me no it's not harming you now uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted us to get up as soon as we could I was feeling a little exposed down there without the high ground. Do not worry too much about it, darling. Anytime you feel exposed, I'll be happy to offer you cover. She'll laugh at that. Thank you. I appreciate that. How are you doing? How did you sleep? Uh, well enough. Uh, I guess I am trained to sleep in less than ideal conditions. So, hammocks, tents, ground, doesn't, doesn't really matter. Uh, thanks again for allowing me to continue along with you. I, I, I really hated, I'm torn. I, my beast, I've, I've raised them all from pups, kits, and well, whatever you call a baby Shoda. <laughs> But what you're doing and our time spent together has been some of the best I've had outside of animal rearing. I take it you don't go on too many adventures. Uh, No, I, I fit in well with the stable master role. And no one really volunteers to do that sort of thing. Um, When you can have a speeder bike and take it to a mechanic dealing with the messiness of living animals can sometimes be a less glamorous career choice. Maybe, but uh, mounts are a hell of a lot smarter than a bike. Yes, they certainly are, and easier to maintain. Well, I mean, I could be wrong, but it seems to me that if you have to go into battle mounted, that having an intelligence creature is better than having a bunch of metal parts. Precisely, yes, that Pachycephalosaurus, that thing is fearsome, that thing, I've cracked entire boulders, not intentionally, but the, that, that crested horn, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't get to show my creature's battle prowess to you. Perhaps that's going to have to go for another time, but they are quite fearsome when they're put into an attack position. Do you work with any smaller creatures? Uh, no, I they only when they start out as small and get big. I prefer the larger creatures. They they present a, a harder challenge for me, and my certain my particular set of skills lends it to handling larger animals. I was just wondering if they, the people here, if they they 
use any animals in battle other than mounts. Well, they can. It's just been some time since there's been any sort of need for it. Right now, the uh, the defenses of Kimura keep it pretty well protected, and we haven't had any issues outside the Ranonex in some time. I just kind of in a position where they still need to be maintained for when they're ready, but when they are called upon, they will be on the front lines. And everyone in Kimura is trained to fight atop animals. It's just as time goes by, people prefer to use technology and their animals are left kind of as a forgotten note. No, I have access to all kinds of technology, but I love my little kittens. Uh, your pet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did you bring it? He's good company. But no, I didn't bring him. I didn't know precisely where I'd be going or how long it'd be away, so uh, he's with the sitter. Well, you trusted your pet with someone. That's that's so cute. That's 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 wonderful. Um, what kind of animal is it? You said it was smaller. Uh, he looks something like a cross between a bat, a bird, and a cat. Uh, a deadly combination. You don't have any pictures of it. Um, can I get my little data pad to to work and to bring up a picture for yeah 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 there's just no signal to the info spheres or anything yeah then then yeah i'll bring up a picture uh so yeah she'll she'll look over your shoulder and uh on your screen there's a picture of a a small halfling girl sitting next to uh, a bipedal kind of avian foot leading to a kind of a purple body with a large tail with a orange tuft at the end uh two dragon small little dragon-like wings next to uh on the back where it's got a kind of a tyrannosaurus looking arms uh leading up to a furry tufted feathery kind of hair with a brilliant golden eyes with a orange feather fur <laughs> in its ears and uh, i'll be sure to tweet out and put that in the uh, show description uh for real this time but uh, she'll <laughs> see that and she'll point at the little girl is that your babysitter? Oh, yes. Uh, her parents both work for the Navy, and uh, so she lives on the ship. And it's not uh, a lot to occupy the kids, and she's, she's a fairly responsible little girl, so Cadence seems to enjoy her company. She looks very eager to, to please. That's, that's lovely that you have such a nice support even in the Navy, I always imagined that you all had to follow rigorous training and, you know, responsibilities. Living in Kimura, it's kind of very militaristic, so I was always curious how other organizations behave, but it seems like you had your own nice piece of life here. Oh, yes. I mean, the training is there and all, but uh, you can't... You can't expect people to be on duty all the time. It's nice oh. that you're able to not just be in the military, but it's 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 an aspect of your life. It doesn't consume your entire being. 
Well, they're, they're family almost, so. And you've been with them three years? Yes. It's, uh, well, it's, it's all I really know, I suppose. But, uh, I mean, we're right there. Can go, you know, pop over to Epsilon Station anytime. And so have access to everything there. But, yeah, you get close to the people you serve with. Like you and Occam. Occam found me. Uh, mission gone bad. I was the only survivor because I didn't have to breathe. Oh, is is that the reason for this? And she's going to reach out and uh, slowly touch your cheek. Yes. And uh, uh, slide along the scar there. I, uh, I survived. Nobody else did. And uh, I don't know how long I would have survived if he hadn't have found me uh, food supplies and all. Then I guess I have him to thank for this past couple days adventure. It's uh, kind of why the Navy looks the other way with some of his uh, parts gathering. Oh, about that. I don't, I'm not in the Kimura military proper. I'm more of a, an outside consultant who has a focus of dealing with animal husbandry, but are you going to have to report their scavenging of that Abadar Corps vehicle? No, because I didn't watch them do it. I didn't see it. Can't prove it was done. <laughs> she's going to smile and just laugh <laughs> at that. And uh, she's going to get up for a minute and stretch, uh, just fully stretch. She's been sitting for a bit and uh, going to take a kind of a look around. She can't really see a whole lot, but she's got her face kind of turned up to where she can uh, maybe hear and uh, while you're while you're there give me a perception check as uh, as your watch kind of comes to an end and it starts to get a little lighter uh, evidently I don't see well in the light <laughs> that was a net one um, see the yep. sun just fucks with you yep uh, she, she's looking around too um it seems like morning has risen and no sign of Ranonex or anything. Just the that creeping Tashtari. I, I suppose we should wake the boys. Yes. Uh, let me go kick Occam. <laughs> Occam, darling, wake up. Hey. It's morning. Mm. Get your ass hey. in the bed. <laughs> like, like falls against the front of the thing. It's just like, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just holding on. I forgot. You're uh, hanging in a tree, remember? I forgot. Well, come on out. And uh, Patty will swing over and uh, gently wake up Rasha. Um. <laughs> A blade comes out. <laughs> uh, no, he'll he'll just kind of um do the the long stretch and kind of it ends up like pushing the ends of like each end of the tent a little bit and then he unzips it a little bit and goes morning already. I'm, I'm afraid so. We. We should start packing up and getting as much much of the daylight as possible. 
Okay, then, I guess. <laughs> he, he'll come out of the tent with um, patches of fur sticking up uh, <laughs> different spots, especially behind his ears. Uh, Addie will step away and start uh, dismantling this tent, and as she starts stowing it away, she'll uh, put it in one of the one of the many saddlebags that's uh, uh, held fast to her, and she'll point. Uh, Akim, if you need to freshen up your snow pile, is melted. I can get another one. I pull out the rifle. No, 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 no. No. You'll have everything in this forest down on us. So did you fire it? No. Okay, damn. No, it, it, like, he's gotta, like, get down and fucking aim the thing. Okay. So, so everyone, I, I, I'm not gonna speak for Braj, but Rhapsody and I, Addy, at the same time, hands up, uh, or hands directed you, no, 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 and, uh, you, you don't fire the gun. So, uh, she'll swing back over, uh, then, uh, unlash the, the cable line and coil it back up and put it on her hip. Uh, take the other tent down. You guys are all packed up, and uh, how do you want to traverse the jungle? Do you want to uh, portal hit, portal hop along these branches, or do you want to climb back down and walk on the floor? Well, she said it was safer on the floor, didn't she? She did. Well, I mean, relatively safe. I mean, there's there's danger all well, over. Well, yeah, but I mean... Yeah. But I just wanted to give Akim the chance. If you want to do... Uh, if you want to portal hop, you know, that full round action sort of thing and spend some time up here off the ground, uh, that's up to you. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I, I think every once in a while, like, like, like he would pop up and like look around, but uh, not, not like as the main means of travel, like just an every now and then thing. Okay. So uh, you'll pop everyone back onto the uh, forest floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you guys are on the ground. Uh, Addie is, uh, she draws out her bow and she just has it not knocked, but she has it at the ready and, uh, she'll start leading on. Um, give me perception checks, all of you, as you're kind of standing there in the, the, the sunlight, or the, the early morning light. Okay, that's much better. Uh, 22. That was pretty good. Nah. Mm. Not rolling like ass for one. <laughs> 14. 21. Um, okay. Uh, you start to hear the, the morning, you know, signs of sounds of life start to uh, kind of take over and it starts, it starts out low, you know, birds kind of in insects chirping all around, but then you start hearing the sound of Sean making a cow. Uh <laughs> And uh, you just just it just starts to come alive. It's it's literally as if this entire area is waking up, uh, as you did. I'm gonna upload that sound into Karina the gun. Okay. Uh, and uh, with that perception check, uh, you look around and uh, I think you all did pretty well, right? Rasha, you didn't roll well. Fourteen. Okay, no, with a fourteen, even you you start to see. Uh, uh, in the distance, you you see uh, some gro- uh, undergrowth, but you see that it's been all slashed to shit. Is there some kind of check to so to figure out what did this? Uh, yeah, give me what was your perception <laughs> yeah. check? 
I'm sorry, I thought Brasha was about to start to do something. Um, now with that perception check, you see that uh, a lot of you see a lot of hack and slash, and you recognize that. Uh, I mean, all of you would recognize it's it's not like naturally bent. These are uh, if you if you want to go closer to it, you see that there were these are blades. A blade cut through here. This is where the party came. Th- the other party came through. Yes, with your perception, you could deduce that. Yeah. Well, then I suppose we have a trail to follow. Are any of you actually good at tracking? Addy will look uh, at the boys. <laughs> it's uh, it's not tracking numbers or no computer records, so not really. Yes, I'm uh, not so good uh, without a... <clears throat> A screwdriver in hand or a <laughs> a blowtorch to wield, but I can try. But if I give you a screwdriver and a blowtorch, you could find these people, no problem. <laughs> I could probably build something that good, but I don't think we have the materials here to do so. I somehow doubt it. Eddie will point, uh, their footprints right there, guys. They're going south. <laughs> oh, I mean, here, that's easy. We can see it's all chopped the fuck. Like, obviously, they were here. Just seems a little... little wanton destruction from them. I, they, they were clearly on a mission, and she'll point, and, like, you, as you look further out, like, it's like they're making a beeline, um, and if anyone has uh, a sense of direction... With that perception check, uh, the good ones, you, you even with a 14, really, you know that the sun sets, uh, rises in the east, sets in the west. Or at least that's how I'm homebrewing it now. I don't actually know uh, the, the rotation of that, but that's how I'm saying it because uh, I don't want to confuse people. But yeah, you see that uh, judging by the, uh, the sun's placement and how it's been moving, they made a beeline due south. No diverging. They they walked. Uh, looking out, you see that they walked over logs, but they didn't walk around anything. They went through, if they needed. Oh, that's the way we're going then. Okay. Uh, no stealth at all. You guys are just charging south as well, following the same track. It would be the stupidest thing in the world for me to try to roll a stealth check. Right, if I start hearing too much Kalkariki-ing, I'm gonna mm-hmm. like, turn a Karina up to 11 and blast that shit back at him. <laughs> okay. So, alright, yeah, you guys, uh, sorry, Brasha, were you gonna say something? <laughs> no, I was just chuckling. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's how the this morning starts to go. You, moving south, you're kind of following the path of destruction that uh, they left. And, uh, and yeah, the, the, the sting bats definitely do start to, uh, you guys are kind of stomping through again. Rhapsody's wearing shiny gold armor. It's kind of hard to not see you, uh, in this dense jungle <laughs> foliage, but, uh, anytime that the sting bats, uh, start to, you know, get a little close, Akim will blast them away and then it gets quiet for a bit and, uh, give me another perception check as you guys are, you guys kind of made it to a clearing there's rocks around there's trees all around and right now the sun is still f- slightly filtering through i'll go a 12 
Okay. I got a 10. Okay. Prasha has woken up now. Uh, oh. And got a 21. Okay. Tell me, what uh, do your cat eyes see? <laughs> it is now uh, about midday at this point. You guys have been hoofing it along. Uh, maybe some of you are breathing a little heavy in this. Uh, Rhapsody, you're you're probably completely fine. Uh, you're, it's, I mean, you're having to step over things. It's kind of uh, not quite difficult terrain yet, but uh, around here, you're just charging forth. But in this clearing, it starts to get to be, it, you realize it's about midday and it's starting to get a little dark here. And Brasha, with your uh, excellent perception, you realize like the sun sets at a certain time, but with all this dense foliage above you, it's going to be, it, it, it starts to get darker earlier. Right. That makes sense. Like you yeah. have, you have a filter kind of blocking you from the sunlight. So right now it's still kind of streaming through, but by midday it starts to look a little uh, overcast. And I, that's just how I'm going to say like, it's now the light is dimming. So uh, you all, none of you will take penalties just yet, but as the day goes on, it will low vision and dim light will uh, start to take uh, take over earlier than nightfall. Gotcha. And it's it's too quiet here in this thing, but out of the corner of your eye, Brasha, your your eyes see uh, the flick of a tail, and you see that uh, up in the trees above you, it's gotten quiet because there are five Kalkarikis looking down, just staring at you. Um, I'll kind of lean over to, uh, to Occam and say, uh, Occam, you can, uh, still see, right? You have enough light. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll point up to the Kaukariki and say, uh, it seems we have a, uh, a welcoming party for us here. Point Karina in the general direction. Then, <laughs> uh, before you can fire it, though, an another Kalkariki kind of swoops in from above, and this one's a lot larger than the others. And Addy's gonna uh, go stone still. They brought their queen. No, not their queen. Yeah, the uh, a thing about Stingbats, Akim. They, they follow an alpha female. You've been blasting them with their shrieks back at them. That's not going to work on this one. She's their kind of brood mother. We need to work on her. It's just going to hurt a lot more. <laughs> and, Russia uh, grips his, um, his pistol and his plasma kukrian. I'll rever up to actual like lethal status. Okay, and uh, so yeah, this this thing it's about five feet tall. This thing is quite a bit larger than the other ones. It's uh, it's it is swooped down and kind of superhero landed down. It's looking at you and it hisses at you as uh, she uh, doesn't rise onto her back legs, but she starts pawing towards you, Akim, and uh, her mouth filled with teeth, black eyes, and it's gonna start running at you. Uh, roll for initiative. Yeah. <laughs> Akam, it's time to prove yourself as the alpha. Yee, I got a 16 plus plus what? Plus one, I think. Yeah, 17. Ooh, 18. 
14. And Addie got a nat 20. A lot of good that's going to do you. Uh, Addie, this Kalkariki is coming towards you. Akim is headed straight for you, but uh, Addie sees this. She'll be up first. She pulls out her net and she's going to throw it, try and throw it over the Stingbat Alpha Female. Okay, with a five on the die plus six, 11, AC. Okay, yeah, this thing just misses uh, with a with real quick reflex. The Kalkariki kind of dodges out of the way of the net and it just comes to a slump. And uh, Addy will curse and... Oh, wait, no, she had her bow out. Yeah, she had her bow out already, I'm sorry. Uh, she'll fire her bow. Still with an 11, still doesn't hit. The arrow just kind of digs into the jungle floor. Uh, next up will be Brasha. Yeah, Brasha will... Uh, he's going to uh, power up his Plasma Kukri, but he's mm-hmm. just going to... Um, he's going to make a feint like he's going to aim for the smaller ones, and mm-hmm. then... Uh, actually pop a shot off at the alpha, so... Okay. So this is... Uh, you're an envoy. This is kind of your first chance to use this sort of thing, so you're going to be doing uh, a feint, so... I need to yep. have my stuff at the ready. Go ahead. Okay, so... It is a bluff check against 10 plus their sense motive skill bonus. Okay. Uh, ho <laughs> Um, and that's very, very high. Um, you got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 28 was <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> so, bluff um, check. yeah. So this, this faint, what does that, what does that mean for your, uh, what does that mean um, for you now? So all attacks on it until the start of my next turn will mm-hmm. be against flat footed AC. Okay. So it'll take a minus two to AC. And that's for everyone, not just me. Gotcha. Uh, uh, and then... Sorry? No, I was going to say, yeah, you did your bluff. You still get an attack, right? Yep. Okay. My bluffs are move actions, and I oh. can... Uh, the shot is not as good. What is it? Unfortunately, I'm trying to find my plus. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, 13. Uh, EAC or KAC? Should be EAC. Laser then, yep, yep. This hits. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, you nope. you score a shot. Uh, roll damage. That Jesus. might have been the most impressive thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, the seven seven fire damage. Okay. All right. I somehow spiked my D four off of my D twenty, and it flew over and landed in a cup. Hmm. Uh, very nice. So. Uh, yeah. You you kind of trick this thing. This thing is focused fully on Akim right now. So you try to you know fake it out, and it it kind of sees you at the last minute. Kind of like flinches as you uh, shoot in it. Score a hit right on its little little bony shoulder. I did post a picture right of a Kalkariki mm-hmm. earlier. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, this thing uh, you hit it. It's it's it hisses at you now. But uh, before she can do anything, uh, Akim, you are up. Uh, how close is she? 15 feet. 15 feet. Alright. Then I am going to... Uh... Charge up. Uh... My... I'm gonna spend a move to charge Karina. 
And then I'm gonna uh, just blast. Uh, the Kakariki needs to make a DC 18 uh, uh, reflex save or take the full damage. Reflex. And if it rolls the one, it's oh. knocked on its ass. Nope, 21. Okay, so it'll take half damage. So I need okay. a D10 and a D6. Okay. Now, when you said as move action you're charging up, that was that just a flavor thing, or do you actually? No, it's have... it. Yeah, it's a it's the boost ability. Oh, so you'll do two d six? No, it's it's a base d ten and it it boosts it by a d six. So it's a d ten and a d six. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's max fucking damage though. Sixteen plus is it plus any? I don't think it's plus any. Uh, what did you choose oh, for oh, your weapon yeah. specialization? Uh, my blasts. Oh, your your personal chrono blast. Okay, well, so the, well that it, it applies to my light arms and my blasts because it's the class one. Is this a light arm? No, this is a long arm. Okay, never mind then. Okay, so uh, what was the total damage? Uh, total damage was sixteen, so halved would be eight. Okay, uh, this thing is looking rough. You blast this thing. And uh, it, it, it with tries its to, own sound, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this thing you, you see it like flinch as it uh, these sound waves pelt it, it's like gripping onto the ground. You see it's uh, it's kind of coiled up in agony, but uh, it kind of looks back up and it's got blood in its eyes. Uh, Rhapsody, you're up. <laughs> this thing is uh, looking very rough indeed, but it's just it's looking feral now, okay? So, um He's gonna be hitting it with a long sword. Okay. That's what we do best. Yep. Uh, twenty-three to hit. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, six plus two is eight. Plus my level is eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, -oh. uh, yeah. How do you how do you kill this alpha female? Like, it ain't even nothing. Like, she is not impressed with this monkey. <laughs> Keep posing and asserting dominance. Okay. Sean. Sean. Yeah. You fired. Okay. I was muted, but I cackled at that. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, Rhapsody, you go down, you swing down, you cleave this thing, like, in half. Uh, this thing had two HP left, and uh, at that, like, uh, just just insanity breaks out. Uh, shrieks of Kalkariki surround you all around. Two uh, two little monkeys drop down on a uh, uh, right in front of you, Rhapsody, and then one right behind. Uh, I think Barasha would be the one coming up on the rear. I probably should have had marching orders. Uh, yeah, I probably would have. Yeah, you had because me and Occam were both. Back, yeah, but he was closer, so yeah. Yep, so yeah, right behind you, and they're just shrieking at you, and all around you, you look up that there's just coming out of the woodwork now, and they're just all surrounding you, shrieking down at you. Two have dropped down, and I think that's where we're going to end this week. We are surrounded by monkeys. <laughs>